0: Hello, this is Aaron Bounds, pastor of the Anchor Church located in Zanesville, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life God called you to live. Well, praise the Lord, everybody. It's good to be home, good to be in no place I'd rather be than right here in the house of God with you. Um, Genesis chapter 49, verse 28. It's Memorial Day weekend. I realize you've got plans and places to go. and giving you the evening off. But I think uh, I think we need to get our mind on the Lord. Receive everything we can for what the Lord has for us. Let me know this is the Lord's day. That we set aside to start our day, start our week with Him to receive direction. Amen. The message goes to the church today for those that feel you're not good enough. I'm going to let you understand today that you are. You are a part of something that is amazing because there's nothing like the church of Jesus Christ. Do you believe that? There's nothing like His church. (laughs) Growing up, I didn't only fall in love with the preaching of the church. The, the, The preaching has always been powerful in the apostolic faith. Uh, even as a kid, I loved to hear my pastors preach. I always did, loved it. And uh, and I didn't only fall in love with the presence of God, which I still love. I fell in love with the people of God. Amen. Something special about the saints of God. Amen. Look at your neighbor; and say he's talking about us right now. Verse twenty-eight. We're so glad, if you're a guest, we're so glad that you're here. Thank you for taking time to be here at the Anchor. We want to get to know you and meet you. This morning, this morning, I was, got to be in the, in the reception with all of those that have graduated from First Steps, and what a great time we had together. There's a lot of people coming and going through First Steps and getting involved, we're thankful for that. Um, I think before we start, you have your Bible in your hand. Let, let's pray for these families in Texas. Uh, this, is, this is so sad what has happened. The Bible warns us that in the last days, evil men will wax worse and worse. We're seeing so much uh, chaos in the end How I mean, no, it's true. And for this to happen, these, these parents, the I think of the one school teacher that died and her husband when he heard of it, was so heartbroken that they said he died of a broken heart. He, he is he had a heart attack and died these people are going through such tragedy in that community but i think uh in this memorial day already people are going to be visiting graves and here they've got to go home to a kid not being there some of them a spouse they're finn's age and that just that just uh can't imagine and none of us really can imagine what that would feel like in that community would you bow your heads and let's pray God, our heart is broken for fellow Americans in Texas right now, dealing with the loss of children and the wives and the tragedy of this. I pray that you would bring somehow, some way, bring comfort to these families, this grieving that they're going through, the fear that these kids are dealing with. I pray that you would move upon these families help them through this time we don't understand these things we don't understand what people do what they do I pray that God that you would touch them and let your spirit let there be a great revival that brings us back to really what matters oh God help us to get back to prayer prayer in our schools again prayer in our families again because it does make a difference I pray that, God, that you would let there be a stirring among the American people to get back to prayer. And these families, oh God, to be comforted in Jesus' name. Somebody say amen. Praise the name of the Lord. They, there is one, one of the kids, is an apostolic young man that was in that, was wounded. And he's, he seems to be recovering well. For that, we're thankful. And you say amen. Um, well, praise the Lord, everybody. God's good and he's on the throne. Do you believe that? I want you you to listen to the wordage of these next verses and I'm going to preach. Um, All these, verse 28, all these, not some of these, but all these are the 12 tribes of Israel. And this is it, that their father spake unto them. And what? Everybody say he blessed them. Everyone according to his blessing, he blessed them them look at your neighbor and say god blesses me amen verse 29 and he charged them now y'all didn't y'all didn't say it like you meant look at your neighbor and say god's blessing me smile real big if you brush your teeth you know smile real big as somebody say he blessed me and he charged them and said to them i am to be gathered unto my people Bury me with my fathers in the cave that is in the field of Ephron the Hittite. In the cave that is in the field of Machpelah, which is before Mamre in the land of Canaan, which Abraham brought or bought with the field of Ephron the Hittite for possession of a burying place. Are y'all getting this? There they buried Abraham and Sarah, his wife. There they buried Isaac and Rebekah his wife. And there I buried Leah, which was his wife. The purchase of the field and of the cave that is therein was from the children of Heth. And when Jacob had made an end of commanding his sons, he gathered up his feet into the bed and yielded up the ghost and was gathered unto his people. He said, I charge you that you bury me with my people. When he died, the Bible says he was buried with His people. What people? I'm going to preach about it today, about simply bury me with the bride. Bury me. Everybody say, bury me with the bride. Would you clap your hands, everybody, and praise Him? (laughs) Hallelujah, we praise your name. We glorify your name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. High five somebody next to you. Say, the Lord's still good. Praise God. Amen. You may be seated today. It is Memorial Day weekend, and I understand that people will be visiting graves today, tomorrow. It is a time of memory, our, uh, memory of our fallen heroes, people going and putting flowers on graves, and I've done that. I've been a part of that. And... Um, I understand the time that we are in. I remember my dad telling the story years ago. He said when he was in his early, early 20s and he was a new dad and David, my, my, my brother, was just a, a, a tiny tot running around the house. He said there's a knock on the door. He said he opens the door. And when he does, there's a salesman at the door. He said, hey, you know, my name is so-and-so. Can I come in? I want to talk to you about something. And he sits down with my mom and dad. He starts talking about what a, what a beautiful home they lived in. Went from there, started talking about what a beautiful couple they were. And got down somewhere and just, just very good in words. And he started talking about David and how small he was. And, and what a beautiful kid he was. And before it was over with, he said, you know, but what would you do if something happened to both of you all today? And before it was over with, mom and dad went from being flattered to crying. Because he was a grave lot salesman. And he had he had convinced them they could die any day, and they needed to buy a grave plot. And said before it was over with, they were getting out the, the ink and signing the paper and writing the check out. And said before he left, they were they they had put I think a down payment down on two grave plots in their early twenties. And said the man leaves the house, and here they're sitting on the couch crying, thinking about dying. And Dad said he you know sort of like the prodigal son, he came to himself, and. Uh, he said, oh my goodness, we've been had. I think my dad even got up and ran down the road and said, can you give me that check back? You know, you're good at what you do. I don't think I'm going to die tomorrow. Uh, there is this, this thought though in time and we've even brought funeral directors here and lawyers here to talk about your last will and testament and your estate and trying to teach you to be ready and have you ever thought about where you're going to be buried? These, this group probably has not thought about where they're going to be buried. They thought about where they're going to be married but not buried. And... Uh, but I, I remember years ago, I, I, Cindy and I, when we first moved here, we, young marrieds, what are we gonna do? when We move to Ohio, we wanna be buried in West Virginia, we're we gonna be buried in Ohio, and, and hadn't been here that many years, and, and that question, y'all know, y'all? I say y'all, y'all say yuns or something, I don't know what you say in Ohio. You all, we say y'all, but y'all know me, I'm from West Virginia, and so there was this concept of returning back to where my family was buried, my family is buried in London, not London, England, but London, West Virginia. I pass the graveyard every time I go home. That's where my grandparents are buried. Both, both sides of my dad's parents, my mom's parents are buried there. I've got family that's buried there. I've even seen their graves a time or two in Memorial Day weekends. And we had to make a decision, where are we going to be buried? And finally, I'll never forget driving up in 2007, the fall. I'm passing Kokona's furniture and I'm sitting there. And it just felt like a permanent set upon me that I said to myself, this is where God has called me. This is where God wants me to be. It was a couple weeks later, I was made the pastor. A few weeks later that Bishop Ferris came to me and said, you know, I'm going to be moving. The Lord spoke to me, move to Arkansas and I feel like God has called you. And, and, and y'all might remember that service. He pulled me out here and I preached about, it. I smell oil, made me the pastor of this church and was voted on, y'all voted me in as the pastor. It was two weeks before this started happening that I felt like a permanence here and I told my wife, I said, I feel like I could buy my grave plot here. And um, you might say, why is that, why? Why would you want to be buried here? I'll tell you one reason. Uh, Why would I wanna be buried next to my wife? Because when the trumpet sounds, if I die before the rapture takes place, I wanna see my wife first when I resurrect. Amen, if my, Lord tarries, I wanna see my kids. Amen. But I would say to you, not just them. Not just them. I want to see the people I've pastored for years, the people I've prayed for and counseled with and baptized and dedicated to the Lord and married and buried even. I want to see them. That way, when the trumpet sounds, I can say, they made it. Amen. Then I can look at some and say, they made it. Praise God. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. But I'm going to tell you about the being buried. He was saying something in scripture. He said, when you bury me, he wasn't just talking. I realized he was talking location, but he was talking about permanence. I want to be acknowledged with them. I want to be buried with the people of God. I want to be buried with the people that are in covenant with God. Bury me with Abraham. Bury me with Sarah. Bury me with Isaac. Bury me with Rebecca. Bury me with my fathers and bury me with their wives. And he said, bury me with Leah. That's my wife. What he was saying was not just about a graveyard location, but he was talking about a destiny of where they were going. Amen. He said, gather me unto my people. Could I preach to you today? The body that you're living in is a mortal body. It is a corruptible body. But one of these days, amen, the mortal is gonna put on immortality and the corruption is gonna put on incorruption. How many believe that today in this room? Oh, somebody help me preach if you believe that. Amen, you're gonna be changed. My brother and I sang as we were just young boys in the church, we sang as we were growing up. My pastor would have all the Sunday school kids that wanted to sing a, a special, we called them specials when I was a kid. And they'd sing a special and they'd line up and we'd get up and sing and he'd hand the microphone and every week you'd prepare to sing one and, I'll never forget, one Sunday, because we, all the cousins, a lot of family in the church, he hollered back at Bubba, my, my cousin, his name's Sammy Bounds, he hollered back. He said, Bubba, are you gonna sing? I'll never forget, looking around, standing from the stage, looking back, Bubba leans in Uncle Sammy's ear and whispers something to him, and my Uncle Sammy hollered back out to the pastor. He said, he said, when he turns five, he'll sing. Oh, he's a great singer today and a pastor, church planter. Amen. I remember my brother and I getting up there singing, and we just little, I think I was about three years old, my brother's three and a half years older than me, so he'd have been about six. And uh, we stood up there and sing. We used to sing this song in church. We shall be changed. We shall be changed. Changed from this mortal to immortality in a twinkling of an eye. Now, when I was three, when I said immortality, I didn't know what that was. I thought we were talking about sweet tea. But we'd sing something like this. I'll show you a mystery He'd say that, and I'd say, yeah, at three years old. We shall not all sleep, yeah, we shall be changed in a moment from immortality in a twinkling of an eye. Could I preach to you? I know what it means now. That means this vile body is gonna be changed like unto his, amen, incorruptible body. There will be no Alzheimer's over there. There's no cancer over there. There's no kidney disease over there. There's no old people over there. It is healed. Do you believe that? One of these days when the roll is called up yonder, I'm gonna be there. Is there anybody in the room that's made up in your mind? When I get to the other side, I'm gonna make it. Somebody say man. It is a place that is prepared for his bride. He said if you believe in God, believe also in me. For in my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I'd have told you so. He said but I go to prepare a place for you. He said if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again. Somebody shout he's going to come again. He said, I will come again, and I'm going to receive you unto myself. He said that where I am, there ye may be also. Hey, this is not your final destination. I've got a mansion on the other side. Amen. I have not seen, ear have not heard, neither has it entered the heart of man. The things that God has prepared for them that love him. Look at your neighbor and say, God has something prepared for you. Amen. You have arthritis today, there'll be a day that there's no arthritis. There's a songwriter wrote a song, he said somewhere between here and there, there's gonna be a healing service. The blinded eyes shall see, the deaf ears shall hear. Those that can't talk will talk and the crippled man will walk when we have that healing service in the air. Is there anybody on this weekend that looks forward to the rapture, that you look forward to heaven? Amen. Anybody looking forward to heaven, it's gonna be a home going. It's gonna be a home going. Well, I might as well preach to you right now. He said that he's gonna descend from heaven with a shout. At the the sounding of the trumpet of the archangel, he's gonna descend from heaven with a shout. And the dead in Christ are gonna rise first. And we, look at your neighbor and say we, That's talking about you. We, the dead in Christ shall rise first, but we which are alive and remain. He's talking about the church. Amen, he's talking about the born again believer. He's talking about people that are in covenant with him. We which are alive and remain shall be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. So shall we ever be with the Lord. And the Bible says, we shall see those that have went before us. He said, encourage the saints. Tell the saints of God, there's a home going. And there is a reunion of those that have went before us. Sister Sharp, when we get there, we're going to see Brother Gary Sharp there. Amen. I come to preach to you. There's a home coming. There's a home coming of the people of God. Oh, I want to see him and look up on his face. There to sing forever of his saving grace and on the streets of glory there to lift my voice, cares all past ever to rejoice amen this world is not my home i'm just a passing through my treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue the angels beckon me from heaven's open door and i can't feel at home in this world anymore hey man i come to preach to you about heaven this morning Come on, I realize some of you are already thinking about Cracker Barrel and cooking out tomorrow, but I come to preach to the church that says, I'm ready. I've got my eyes on the bride. I've got my eyes on the sky. He's coming any day now. I want to be ready. Somebody say, I want to be ready. Look at your neighbor and say, we can't forget about eternity. Hey, man, I'm preaching to you this morning. I believe this. We are talking the other day, there's not enough preaching about eternity. We want, to, we want good life here, but there's a better life there. Can you say amen? And when he got feeble in his body, he understood, Jacob understood, he was about to die. He understood in his aged body, in his corruptible body, in that mortal body. Amen. The older I get, the more I realize it. My joints hurt me. I can still play basketball with y'all. Don't forget it. It just takes me longer to heal after I play with you. That's true. Just when I when I leave, it's more it's a little recovery time. You know why? Because the body, the body, ages, brother. It, it ages, doesn't it? It's true. You're here. You're aging. Now you're all mad at me. You can make it look younger. You can do all kinds of things, but you're aging. It's a mortal body. And Jacob, in his older age, he realized he's about to die. He worded his death this way. I'm going to be gathered unto my people. That's how we have to think. Some of you only picture a grave, but you don't picture the gathering unto your people. I'm gathering unto my people. That's how. That was the verbiage in which he used. And uh, in this, he he made a charge to them. He said, I charge you, I'm giving commandment to you that you bury me with Leah. Bury me with Abraham and Sarah. Bury me with Isaac and Rebekah. Bury me with my parents. Bury me with my grandparents. But it was more than a family burial. He was saying in principle, I want to die with the people of God. I wanna die with the people that are pointing at heaven. I wanna die with the people in covenant with God. Can I say to you today, I'm not here talking about great plots. I'm here talking about eternity. If I wanna die, I wanna die in the direction of the people of God. The Bible says as a tree falleth, so shall it lie. I would not wanna be out of the church and die. I wouldn't wanna be direction going the wrong way and die. I would wanna be following the Lord. I wanna be in the direction of the people of God when I die. Somebody say amen. Amen. And so that's what he was saying. Bury me with the people of the Lord. I wanna go where they're going. Is there anybody that feels that way? I wanna go where they're going. Amen. And so you'll find that preceding this commandment. And when he died, the Bible says he was gathered unto his people. Verse one of this same chapter, he begins to declare something. So look what it says in verse one of Genesis 49. And Jacob called unto his sons and said, what? What's the, what's, what's the wordage of this? He's about to die. He said, gather yourselves together. Talking about his children. That I may tell you, which shall befall you in the... It's interesting, isn't it? I'm gonna to talk to you about the last days. It's what Jacob said to his kids. Watch this. The next verse. Watch how his language changes. Gather yourselves together and hear ye sons of Jacob. And watch, watch what he says. And hearken unto Israel, your father. What he was making a statement was, is I used to be Jacob, but now I'm Israel. I used to be a deceiver, but now I'm a child of promise. I used to be lost, but now I'm found. Could I start right here to say this morning to everybody that has gathered together in this church that when you came to the Lord, you were a Jacob, but now that you've been born again, you are Israel. You are a prince, you have power. You have power. I said you have power with God. Amen. The reason some of you struggle with inadequacy because you base what's going to happen to you based upon where you came from instead of believing what God's going to do in you based upon where you're going. I'm not what I used to be. He has changed my name. He's given me mercy. He's given me somebody shout he's given me grace. Look at your neighbor and say I'm not what I used to be thank God. I am a new creature in God. Oh, somebody say with me old things Are passed away. Behold all things. Have been made new. So in his writing. You begin to see. That he goes from Jacob to Israel. Amen. You are not what you used to be. I am a prince. Somebody shout. I have something special with the Lord. Do you believe that today? We are special to the Lord. And um, that's why when you come to the Lord. You come to the Lord. Wanting to get a name changed. Change my name. You were born dirty, rotten kid. You are born a sinner, amen. Everybody in this room was born a sinner. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But when you came to the Lord, you said, I don't wanna be this any longer. I need a new beginning. I just wanna know, have any of you ever made a mistake that made you feel unworthy, hopeless? How many's ever been there? Oh, we've, most of us have been there. But you came to the Lord and you got an encounter with God and God said, what's your name? The angel of the Lord wrestled with Jacob. And he said, what is your, I don't know, I, I didn't go this direction this morning, but I'm gonna go here. What is your name? And it's almost as if he whispered it when he wrestled the angel all night. It was, you would have said star. He said, Jacob. What's your name? It's Jacob. Jacob didn't mean just Jacob. It meant deceiver. Cheated his own brother out of a blessing. Jacob. It's almost as if he was ashamed of it when you read it. That's how I get it out of the context of the scripture. Well, he said, thy name shall be called no more Jacob. But your name's going to be Israel. For as a prince, thou hast power with God. Amen. He walked, some studies reveal that he never referred himself as that ever again, that he referred himself as Israel, what God called him. If I was raised in your house, I'd have turned out the way you turned out. If you were raised in somebody else's house, it might have been a little bit different. And sometimes we judge people because of their actions and we label them gambler, cheater, unfaithful, sinner. We do this. How many know It's true. We call them by their action or what they did. It's the same way Jacob was, and they're ashamed of that. You don't want to be that. Can I tell you today, when you come to the Lord, you might have had some level of sin, addiction, maybe drug, I don't don't know, whatever that is that was labeled over you, and you're trying to not be that, but you keep doing it. Can I tell you, when you come to God, He says, what is your name? You say, I'm a sinner. But you don't have to be a sinner any longer. Amen. I'm going to give you a new name. You got a new beginning. You're going to be a prince. You're going to have power with God. Listen, when you come to the Lord, I'm going to do better than I used to. Is there anybody that can live that? Or If God's ever changed your name, I want you to stand to your feet and clap your hands and say, He changed my name. He changed my name. Somebody shout, He changed my name. Hallelujah. He changed my name. Praise God. Hey, Brother Shad, Holly, run down here and help your pastor. Amen. The devil would love to tell you everything that you're not. He'll tell you everything you're not. He'll try to say that you're no good, good for nothing. You try to deceive your own brother, all these things. And the devil will call you by your past. Absolutely. You know what you do when the devil calls you by your past? You call yourself by your future. Yes. Hallelujah. Jacob this Jacob, that, sinner, this, sinner. Th- oh, no, no, no. You're talking to the wrong guy. That guy's gone. I've got a new name written down in glory. And it's mine. Yes, it's mine. I am Israel. Follow with me. I'm in Israel. I am a prince. I have power with God. If I'm a prince, that means I'm a child of a king. If I'm a child of the king, that makes me an heir to the throne. If I'm an heir to the throne, you're not messing just with me. You're messing with the king and his army. I'm not. If God be for us, then who can be against us? I'm preaching to you. He's giving you a new name. You've got a new name. Somebody say amen. This is a great preacher right here. The devil would love to take him out. Oh, we want you to preach for us soon. How many would like to have Brother Holly preach for us soon? So, so watch what he does, Brother Holly. You can be seated. So he talks about, in this verse, his name changed. Somebody say, I'm no longer Jacob. I speak to you as Israel. Look at your neighbor and say, you need to listen to me, Amen. Not the first time you've said that. You need to listen to me. He pulls all of his sons together. Let's look what it says in the next verse. He says, Reuben, thou art my firstborn. You're my firstborn. I remember when you were born. You can see this. He's looking at a grown man. I remember when you were firstborn. He said, My might. The beginning of my strength. The excellency of dignity and the excellency of power. Oh, Reuben, you're special to me. You're special. You've got great things. You've been great to me. Oh, I look at you and I see the greatness. But Reuben, you're as unstable as water. And he brings up about him defiling the couch and the sin that he made. And he brings that up. And... Um, I realize it says he wouldn't. Success. He said he said you will not excel, but it, there's there's some translations said you won't be like the firstborn. And on on on. We have time to go there today with this uh, Memorial Day dinner that you've got planned. But here he is. So he starts with Reuben and he goes down the list and he talks about how amazing and what he's done for him, been there. And uh, he, he Reuben, but you you've had some mistakes. But Reuben. I want God to bless you still. Because even though you've made some mistakes, Reuben, you're still a child of Israel. And if you're my child, you're the child of a prince. My goodness, I feel like preaching for a little while. Because when people come to the church and they realize that people of God are still people, it's discouraging. People of God are still human. I even read in the Bible where an angel fell. We're not here robots. We are people of choice. We choose to come. We choose to follow. And guess what? In the midst of that, can I ask y'all not to judge me on every sermon because maybe one day I'm going to be grouchy because I didn't have enough sleep. Come back the next Sunday. I'll be better. At the end of the day, we're, we're human. Look at your neighbor and say, I told you, I told you. Hey, listen to me. If we're not careful, we will base the validity of our relationship with God upon our perfection. And we're not perfect. We are perfecting. Somebody give a hearty amen. We're perfecting. Reuben, there's some things you did wrong, but I'm asking. The Bible says he blessed all of them. That means even when he talked about some things because we need correction in our lives. He's correcting him. It was wrong what you did, but you're still my son and I want you to be blessed. I don't know if that means anything to anybody, but that means something to me because I haven't always been perfect, but God's still blessing me. Hey, Hey, I'm just gonna preach to you. You mess with him, you mess with God even in his imperfection. Because there's a covenant with Abraham. I'm going to bless them that bless you. I'm going to curse them that curse you. Even your seed. The seed doesn't have to be perfect to have the prophecy, the principle, amen, of God over you. Just because you messed up doesn't mean it's finalized. There's a blessing on your life. Oh, I feel like preaching. He goes on. Somebody shout, you're talking about me now. Amen, I wish somebody would get a get up in your spirit and say, my failure's not final. A just man will fall down seven times, but he's gonna get up again. I am, I've got the get up. It's in my DNA, it's who I am. Somebody say amen. Amen. Oh yeah, my goodness, run up here, Skylar. Skylar, come up here, help pastor. Glory to God. Trevor, come here. Stand up here by him. I'm just going to use a few examples. He goes on down. He said, Simeon. Simeon and Levi. He said, our brethren, instruments of cruelty are in their habitation. He said, oh, my soul, come not thou into their secret, unto their assembly, mine honor, be not thou united. For in their anger, they slew a man. But you know what they did when their sister went down to Shechem and and got with a man and... And they sought for, they, he sought to marry Dinah, their sister, their little sister. And they said, yeah, we'll, we'll let it happen, but all of you need to be circumcised. And all the men of that community got circumcised. They knew they were too sore to fight and showed up with swords and killed them. When Jacob heard about it, he said it was an act of cruelty and anger. And he, he, he looked at them, and this is what he said. He said, cursed be their anger for it was fierce and their wrath, for it was cruel. I will divide them in Jacob and scatter. He began to talk about what their anger did. And he's talking about it was wrong what you all did. But guess what? You steal my sons. I'm not preaching a message to justify sin. But what I'm preaching to you is that people sometimes are people and make mistakes and do some things wrong. But it did not discredit the fact that Jacob put his hands up on them and still blessed them because he understood people are people, but they're still the people of God. All they have to do is turn and say, I don't want to do that anymore. I don't want to. Come on. Some of you were born in this and made mistakes, but you're still here because God said, you're still my people. Yeah. You're still my people. Somebody shout, "Still my people and he cursed their anger, but he blessed them. He wanted them to have a future, and guess what? This one right here, Levi became the priest. The lineage of priesthood came out of the Levites and it was from them that the power of God fell upon them (laughs) that you find out of Levi you find Moses' and Aaron's and leaders that came out of them because just because you made a mistake doesn't mean you can't turn around and God's blessings show up in your future. I'm preaching to some of you that made your way back. You're no longer cursed. Now you've got a blessing in your future that God's going to do something great. Would you clap your hands and praise Him? Somebody shout, they're still the people of God. I'm going to skip some of these because of time. But you can read about Judah and how the prophecy came to them, even the prophecy of Christ. You can read about Zebulun and the good things, how he would be a border to the ships. You can read about Issachar, how he would be a strong that could carry the burden like a donkey. You can read about Dan, who said he's going to become a judge. Everybody say Dan. Dan. And guess what came out of Dan? His name was Samson, and Samson became a judge of Israel. He made a mistake, but his end was greater than his beginning. I'm preaching to somebody, you made mistakes, but the end is going to be better than my beginning. My I'm preaching to one, I'm preaching to two, I'm preaching to somebody in here that says, it's not over till it's over. It's not over till it's over. I like this one. I like this one. Verse 19 says, Gad, a troop shall overcome him. A troop shall overcome him. Amen. A troop shall overcome him. But look at the prophecy. But he shall overcome at the last. What he was saying was, you might have won the battle, but you're not going to win the war. I might have had a bad day, but my week's about to turn around. Might have had a bad month, but it's not the end of the year yet. Is there anybody in this room that can jump to your feet and help me as I try to close right now and say, I prophesied to win. I prophesied to win. Hallelujah. Brother Gators, there are going to be some hiccups down the road with that church. But the hiccup is not the end. It's just a moment. There will come blessing. There will come prosperity. There will come victory. You can't quit in the, in the defeat. You've got to believe for the victory of the, of the war. I want you to look at somebody and say, I've had some defeats. But victory's on the way. Somebody shout, I've had some defeats. But victory's on the way. Brother Michael Croston, that's why verse 18 is so powerful. It precedes this verse. Are you ready? Look what it says. I have waited for thy salvation, O Lord, because when things aren't going the way I think they should, all I have to do is wait. And by waiting, I'm going to see the salvation of the Lord. I come to tell you, don't you quit because times are bad. Stand up and say, I'm going to wait for the victory because God is on the way. Victory is on the way. I've lost a battle or two, but I'm going to win the war. Somebody shout, That's me. Look at three people and tell them, That is me. Do you believe victory's on the way? You need to prophesy it. Some of you need to speak it out right now. Victory's on the way. Come on, victory's in my family. Victory's in my children. They made some mistakes, but victory's coming. Come on, they backslid, but they're on their way back. They made some mistakes, but it's not over yet. They have been born of the water and of the spirit. And victory! Somebody shout victory. Be seated for five minutes. Somebody shout victory. He said, out of Asher his bread shall be fat, and his yield shall shall yield royal dainties. He's going to prosper our ways. Naphtali is a hind let loose. He giveth goodly words. He said, let my feet be like hind's feet, that they shall not slip. Amen. He goes on and talks about Joseph. Everybody say Joseph. That's the 11th son. He is a fruitful bough. Even a fruitful bough by a well, whose branches run over the wall. Joseph is one of the flawless characters of Scripture. If we all we had to do was read Joseph, we would probably be discouraged because he seemed to do everything right. But we got Reuben's in the building. We got Simeon's in the building. We got Levi in the building. And we got you. Amen. Makes us all feel normal. People that don't have perfections. But let me talk about why Joseph had a level of perfection. Are you ready? It's not for comparison. It's for us to have understanding. Because not only are there people that make mistakes in the church, there are people in the church that live righteous as well. We are able to live righteous by the goodness of God. Can somebody say amen? Everybody can be represented by the 12, but also all the 12 can be represented in the church. And one of them is living right. You can live holy. You can be fruitful. You can stay in church the rest of your life. Come on. Anybody believe that? Watch what he says. And Joseph is a fruitful bough, even a fruitful bough, by a well whose branches run over the wall. The reason he's fruitful The reason his branches run over the wall, I'm gonna tell you why, because he stays near a well. Even when temptation came, he said, how can I sin against my God? Everything he did, he stayed connected to God. The Bible says in Isaiah 12 and three, it says in that day, Jehovah shall become our salvation. Amen? Amen? And we shall say, praise the Lord. Here's another way to read that. This is a famous verse in synagogues for the Jews. Jehovah has become my salvation. Brother Urshan asked someone one time, and said, I want you to say the word Yeshua, Jehovah has become my Yeshua. He said, I want you to say it in English. He said, I can't say it in English. He said, no, no, just say it in English. He said, I can't say it in English, he's a rabbi. He said, say the word in English for me. He said it would read like this, Jehovah has become my Jesus. And in that day shall you say, praise the Lord. That's why Jesus means, Jehovah has become my salvation or Jehovah saved. Can I tell you that God came from the throne to make you his sons. John chapter one, the Bible says, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life and the life was the light of men. The light shineth in darkness and the darkness comprehended hinted it not. Amen. There was a man sent from God. That was John. He was not that light, but he was sent to bear witness of that light. Why? I'm going to tell you why. The Bible says because in that day, that, that that there was not the blood of goats or lambs or bullocks. That was good enough. But it was by the blood of Jesus Christ. The Bible says because we were believed not on the blood, not on man, but upon him. And that he has given us power to become sons of God. You're no longer a church member. You're a child of God. You're a child of the King. Amen. You got royal blood in your veins. I want everybody to shout, I am a child of God. If you're a child of God, the devil's had a bad day. You got more power in your defeat than he has in any, other, any anything else. There is power with you. I feel something in my soul. Some of you just need to start believing again. I'm not failing. I am coming out of this victoriously. Stand to your feet, clap your hands and say, I'm going to have victory. I'm going to have victory. I'm going to have victory. You know how he stayed righteous? He stayed near the well. And the Bible says in Isaiah, amen, with joy shall you draw water out of the wells of salvation. If you're losing your joy, it's because you're not drinking out of the well. Get in the well, and that well is Christ Jesus. Amen. The woman at the well. He said, you drink it without water, you'll thirst again. But the water that I shall give you, you shall never thirst again. Somebody shout, Jesus is the well. You can stay righteous like Joseph if you'll stay near the well. Every day. You can take the well with you. The doctor can bid you farewell and you can take the well. Because he is the well. Somebody shout, he is the well. He's a fruitful bough. He's gonna produce great things. His name is Joseph. He's here today because he is the children of Israel. Benjamin shall raven as a wolf. In the morning he shall devour the prey and at night shall divide the spoil. You know what he was saying? There's victory in Benjamites. The descendants of Joseph, there's gonna be fruit. He goes down and names the tribes individually. He said, gonna be like a wolf. Gonna be like a lion. Gonna be, gonna be, be like a whale. Those names, i am come to tell you that we are the children of God. So here's the point of the message. After all of their mishaps, mistakes, and blessings, Bible says in verse 28, are you ready? Let 12 children, he said, All these are the 12 tribes of Israel. Just because they made a mistake doesn't mean they're not the tribe. Just because they're imperfect does not mean they're not a part. They are the people of God. Pastor, what do you mean? What I mean is, if you're gonna bury me, bury me with them bury me with the people that he gave his life for. Is it perfect? No. You're new. You're going to find people make mistakes. They do. But it doesn't mean they're not the children of God. And if I'm going to choose today where I'm going to be planted, plant me with the people of God. Because that place is getting more wicked all the time. Is this place perfect? It's like Lakin, come out of Sunday school, just a little tiny girl. And I said, Lakin, what'd you learn today? She's riding home with me from church. She said, we studied about Noah and the ark. She said, Daddy. That's what she did. There's a whole sermon in that right there. She said, you know, they didn't have good options, Daddy. I said, what? She said, it's either the stink or the storm. Sometimes people make mistakes but it's better than that old world's going to get judged by God. I'm preaching to you right now. He said, he said, listen to me, boys. All of you gather. He said, I charge you. Bury me with Leah. Bury me with Brad. Bury me with the circumcised. Bury me with the people of God. The way I want to end this is with them. Her name was Teresa Gibson. She was formerly known as Teresa Evans, Larry and Pat Evans' daughter. Somewhere as a teenager lost her way, went the wrong direction, a lifestyle of drugs, a lifestyle that affected her body. It's was one of the first people I met when I moved here. I remember her standing here. If I remember right, she She was on a walker and sometimes in a wheelchair. She was only in her thirties. Sister Jackie, she would probably be in her thirties, I believe at that time, she stood in this area. And I came down, I didn't know her situation. I just remember I felt a healing service one night and I was a Sunday night speaker. I came down and laid hands on her. When I did, she fell out on the floor. What I didn't know was her heart had been damaged by the drugs and she wasn't even allowed to run a vacuum cleaner, she couldn't walk, exercise. She was in a wheelchair on a good day, she was on a walker. I remember coming a few days later and heard the story that she was, needed a heart transplant. Came back to the back of the church and I saw her there, I think they, they probably were fixing cookies or something. Sister Evans was always back there, her her parent, her mother. And I went back and I saw her, she said, oh, she said, Brother Bounds, I've, I've got to tell you what happened to me. I said, what? She said, remember Sunday when you prayed? I said, yeah. She said, I went to the doctor, the doctor did a test in my heart and he said, Teresa, what has happened to you? She said, what do you mean? Uh, He said, I've to your heart. He said, you've got a new heart. I want you to go home and start walking a mile a day. Just, just live. She said, you told me I can't even run a vacuum cleaner. He said, I'm telling you, there's a new heart in you. That's what God's able to do. That's what God's able to do. How many know he can give you a new heart? Do you believe he can give you a new heart? He can turn it around. Amen. Amen. What I'm preaching to you today is the mercy and the grace of God. Rahab looked off the wall of Jericho when she saw him coming, she said, I want to be like them. She was a Jerichoite, raised crazy Jericho, but she knew there's something about it. She didn't know the ins and outs of these people. She didn't know that imperfections made mistakes and so some walked away, but guess what? They, she didn't realize some were like Gad that had defeats, but at the end they're going to have victories. She didn't understand the ins and outs and go on. Please don't think I'm making the church sound bad today, but I'm talking to real people that's made mistakes as young people in the church, raised in the church. But there's a prophecy over you. Your end is gonna be better than the failure. They're coming home, I'm telling somebody right now, they're coming home. They will come home. They may have to learn the hard way, but they're coming home prophecy over me because I don't only have a mistake I've got a prophecy, a prophecy and a promise over my life all I have to do he turned he said all you have to do is turn to me and the blessing of God comes into your life. Y'all believe that today oh I'm, I'm finished I got so much I could say but I want to be done the Lord is speaking to you And what what Jacob was saying Israel was saying was this bury me with them that's why later his son Joseph made this statement the Bible says he had faith concerning his bones he said when you go out of Egypt don't leave me here you take me to the land that God's promised me we have something better than Egypt he gave commandment concerning his bones why? you know what he's saying I I want to be with the people of God life after death I want to be there not there I want to be somebody say bury me with the bride of Christ. See that baptismal right there? You know what that baptismal represents? When you die of your sin, you say, I don't want to be a part of this world anymore. What you do, you get buried with him by baptism. You know why Jesus was baptized? He was not baptized to remove his sins because he had no sin. He was baptized as an example to us. Amen? And The Bible says we are buried with him by baptism into death. You know what's happening when you're baptized? You're saying, I want to be identified with Christ. Not just a removal of your sins, and I could quote you all the verses, but let me say to you, what you're also saying is I want to be identified with Christ, and I want to be identified with his people. Bury me with the people of God. I want to be a Christian. I want to be a follower of Christ, and I want to be like them. Somebody say amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Not only was he baptized, not only was he buried, but the Bible says he was buried with us. He wants to be identified with us because we are his people. And one of these days, he's gonna present to himself a glorious church without spot or wrinkle. See, today, you're making a choice. You're gonna be a part of the world or you're gonna be a part of the bride? Are you gonna be a part of the world or are you gonna be a part of the bride? Everybody say, bury me with the bride. Bury me with the people of God. Lift your hands and receive the Lord. Hallelujah. Come on, you're in the room. You're in the room. Bury me baptism with these people. Bury me with Christ. Bury me with the, with the body. I'm not just baptized to remove my sin. These are my people. These are the people of God. This is who I want to be like. Come on, that's it. I want to be gathered to my people one of these days. I'm not leaving, I'm not going away. I made a covenant with God. I want us all to gather at the altar. Everybody that would, I want to gather at the altar. Would you? Everybody that would in the building, everybody. Come on, that's it. Let's gather close. Hallelujah. Get as close as you can because a lot of people come behind you. Moses the Levite said I'd rather suffer the afflictions with the people of God than enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season refusing to call the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Why? He said I want to be with them I'm going to be holy I'd right. rather live in their law than live free in their world because I want a blessing of God in my life. When you lift your hands the touch of God will come over your spirit because we have what the world does not have it's his presence, it's victory. Somebody say amen. amen. I wouldn't want one day, I wouldn't want one day without his presence. Do y'all believe that? I want you to bow your heads. Lord, we're sorry today for every sin, for every mistake, things we've said, things we've done, places we've went. Lord, we've been buried in your name and filled with your spirit. Forgive us, God, of our transgressions. We're not perfect, just perfecting. Oh, God, we have to grow up and learn like others, but we have something special. It's your presence in our lives. It's the peace of God. It's the prophecy and promise over us that if we turn you there, hallelujah Jericho walls crumble when we move Red Sea split Jordan River stopped flowing Goliath's fall fires can't burn lions can't eat it because we're the people of God preserved even went away somehow your hand doesn't pull away. cause your hand is upon us. Oh God, we need your presence. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, Reuben, the hand is stretching towards you. Come on, Simeon and Levi, the hand is stretching towards you. Judah, you're gonna be like a lion. Benjamin, you're gonna be like a wolf. Gad, you're gonna have greater end than the beginning. Come on, Naphtali. your words are gonna speak life. Come on, Gad, come on, Zebulun, come on, Asher, you're gonna be prosperous. It's all represented here. New beginnings and new starts. Come on, Joseph, you're gonna reach beyond yourself and bring healing to people. Your life's gonna be fruitful. Hallelujah. Come on, the Lord is moving. Oh, God, I want to be buried with the people of God. Hallelujah. Caught up in your presence. Hallelujah. I just want to sit here at your feet. Caught up in.